explore Conan the Coder and nine other spiritual poems. This is Lama Jigme Gyatso. Welcome to Meditate Like a Jedi. Today's first poem, Conan the Coder. I respectfully inquired, Good, mo good morning, Conan the Coder. What do you make needless updates to the user interface? In an Austrian accent, he replied, To crush our cu customers, to see them driven to our competitors, and to read the lamentation in their emails. Today's second poem Beware the fish. My pals had left town, and I let myself into their house to tend to their pets. Their newest addition to, the, to their menagerie was Kai the fighting fish. I removed the lid of his fish tank, and before I could reach for his food, in a flash of billowing black fin, he leapt from the aquarium and toward my throat while screaming, Where is Nemo? What have you done with him, you air-breathing fiend? Kai jumped from my lifeless form back to his waiting tank, turned to his feline minions, and snapped a pectoral fin. The cats fell upon my cadaver, eagerly feasting upon my remains, destroying all evidence of my, of my demise, no less my presence. My pals returned from their trip to find male untended, two overfed cats, and a very bossy fish. Today's third poem Downpour. It was oh dark hundred. I climbed up off the couch, groaned like an aging Jew, and wondered if the rainstorm had abated that I might enjoy a refreshing stroll in the bracing autumn air. I opened the door, ears filling with the downpour's roar and saw the sky having a right proper piss, that the hillsides might grow more verdant, and the aquifers might fill. Today's fourth poem, Great Confusion. Over the centuries, the metaphors of Tantara have been mistaken for literal statements, which has caused great confusion, and passive mindfulness has been replaced with concentration, active and rigid and grasping. Let us explore figurative speech in the secular theater. Literal, John is tenacious. Simile, John is as tenacious as a dog with a bone. Metaphor. John is a dog with a bone. 
Clearly, John is not a literal dog. He does not roam about on all fours and seldom greets strangers by sniffing their asses. Let's shift our gaze to the spiritual theater. Literal? When John lets go of his body, it feels as if it is as non-graspable as a vast empty void like the cloudless azure sky. Similarly, when John lets go of his body, it feels as if it is non-graspable as a Buddha whose body is comprised of light. Metaphor. John's body is a Buddha of light. The power of Tantra is found in the visceral exploration of spiritual teachings through the cunning use of figurative speech. Anything else is at best a distraction and at worst could serve to multiply our grasping. The Root of Samsara Today's fifth poem, Track and Field. In elementary school, I was described as both hyperactive and uncoordinated. It was therefore suggested that I participate in track and field. My enthusiasm was surpassed only by my cluelessness, and thus I, mist thus I mistook the warm-up lapse for a life-or-death sprint, as if being chased by a hungry mountain lion. In the confusion of juvenile-onset PTSD, I pushed myself beyond exhaustion to utter collapse. They knew not the warning signs of adrenal fatigue, nor of its roots in domestic abuse, and simply called my parents to take me home for more of the same. Today's sixth poem, Subtle Smile. A partner thrived on drama. Come midnight she would shake my shoulder and wake me that she might rail with accusations, shouts, and furious tears. Once she had exhausted her rage, she would initiate reconciliatory sex. At first, I sought to comfort her in her rage, with tenderness and reassurances, but that is not what she desired. So I took to merely waiting her out as I sat upon the floor, meditating upon her and her words and myself wishing her well, and wishing me well, and wishing us well, and then relaxing into the non-graspability of her and her words and myself. During such contemplation, a subtle smile played across my face. This disappointed her as she hungered for my rage. Today's seventh poem, Blessings. A young writer asked me for focus blessings, but since active concentration is the antidote to the highest creativity, instead I sent centered spontaneity, 
that she, like the Tibetan saint Mila, might hearken to the whispers of the ethers and dance with the Dharakaya uncontrived. Today's eighth poem, Arching. She self-importantly strove to disrupt group meditation with dramatic snorts of breath, the rolling up of eyes, the arching of neck and chest towards ceiling, pretending to be a great mystic, ascending to the heavenly heights. I took not the bait, for hers was not the first dog and pony show I had ever seen. Narcissists, it would seem, operate from the same playbook. Today's ninth poem, Tether. We met innocently enough, but sparks flew, hearts sang, and the fires of hope were soon kindled. The next day, fear crept in, reading far too deeply into each word said and each word left unspoken. This duality of hope and fear tethers us to stress. Simply noticing and releasing in harmony with the breath is the essence of Buddha's path that could slice through the tether of craving and clinging like a Jedi's lightsaber. Today's tenth and final poem, Accept. What is that? You say another behaves in such a way you cannot abide. What will you do? Will you manipulate them? In the hopes of forging change, will you forsake them? Or you could simply accept them, warts and all, by applying the essence of dharma, noticing and letting go. Let us conclude with a simple call to action. This podcast will never have any advertisements, so support us monthly on PayPal and like us on your podcast service to help others find us just as you found us as well. If meditation has felt impossible, boring, or just out of reach, you are welcome to register at buddhajoy.org for the next series of live online meditation class webinars that meet once a week.